This concludes our broadcast day. Good night, and God bless America. I'm a dystopian fiction writer, so <laughs> <laughs> so this is perfect. <laughs> That's great. I feel like I'm trapped in one of my books. Um, <laughs> now, I mean, it, you know, I live in Denmark, and 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 in Denmark, the, the it's been relatively mild, and 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 the, the situation has been uh, relatively in control. It's it's more difficult in France and all, or other. Italy or Spain or other European countries, but here, no, it's fine. And, and uh, I have a rather functioning family. So, you know, we've <laughs> seen a lot of each other, but no, <laughs> no clash, no divorce. The kids still still talk to us. So I think it's okay. <laughs> that's, that's good. My wife and I have been chatting about how I think uh, people are, there's a lot of folks who are realizing that they're either like really happy with their family situation or, or uh, re- <laughs> reevaluating things. So I'm glad to hear it's the former. Uh, no, no problem here. Awesome. Um, so um, I really enjoyed um, your novel. The one that we're uh, meeting to talk about today is um, the new one that's going to be coming out with Stocking Horse Press, uh, Fragments of a Revolution. And over the course of the interview, I'm going to try to not give away um, too many details because um, I want people to go and read it for themselves and enjoy it. But um, if you could just, uh, for the listeners, maybe tell us, um, in your own words, what the book is about. Yeah, no problem. I mean, the, the, the book is, 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 is on two, two timelines. Uh, one, which is uh, a, a, a present day timeline with, uh, with uh, Lorenzo, who is the main uh, narrator, who is an old revolutionary and, uh, that, has, uh, that, worked, that lives in Denmark with his wife and, 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 and son. And is asked to uh, write an article about his youth uh, when he was a, a, a revolutionary, um, and he participates to the second timeline, which is a revolutionary in in revolution in Mexico in the late '60s, uh, in the northern part of Mexico, uh, in which he uh, was uh, one of the leaders. Excellent. Um... So it, the book was um, a real pleasure for me to read, particularly because it touches a lot of areas that I'm really interested in, such as like um, Latin American history and um, like revolutionary ideals and things like that. Could you tell me a little bit about what the genesis for the novel was and how you started um, putting the story together? Well, actually, it's very funny. It's, it's an old book. Huh? It's, it's, it was, I, I wrote in 1990. 1992 when it was published uh, around no 1994 a little later and my idea uh, originally was what would have happened if the mexican revolution had been filmed by cnn 
what what yeah. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the with the modern means of disinformation or misinformation how how the whole process would have been uh, uh, done and, and and being an anarchist I I knew about the, the Flores Magón revolution the, the the three brothers that that started an uprising in in, in the northern part of uh, of Mexico so I decided to take and this and and what was interesting with revolution is it it predated Zapata and and, and Villa. A revolution by one year, and Flores Magón wrote a manifesto which Zapata read and sent him into the revolution. So it was like a very important um, uh, moment. So I changed, of course, names and stuff like that, and moved all the events from 1911 to 1968, 1969, uh, around around those, those time, um, imagining you know what would happen with the TV and, and all these uh, other media coming into the game yeah interesting i i noticed that um yeah a significant part of of the novel is like the communications with journalists and and things like that which is like you know a really interesting uh thing to read um you know in terms of the revolutionaries concerns about uh you know the types of questions that they'll get and how they'll be perceived by um uh, the american audience and so forth um, so, um, yeah, and it also like the, the presence of Zapata in the novel was, was really interesting, um, because it does come up, um, could you maybe tell me a little more about that? Well, the thing is like, it's, 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 it's uh, Zapata just makes a, a, co a cameo appearance by proxy because they meet an old man at some point in, in, in the campaign. And again, and the old man, uh, has been one of the, uh, followers of, of Zapata, the 1911 revolution, and and, 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 and gives them a sort of uh, accolade, if uh, abrazo, mm. uh, uh, in, in, in that way. But the thing is, also I have to say, which which, which I forgot to, to say in the presentation of the book and the, of the genesis of the book, which was very very strange. I had this idea of 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 of, uh, of uh, the the Flores Magón revolution, and I start writing the book. And, I, and as I start writing the book, like four months afterwards, uh, the, the the Zapatista, the new Zapatista revolution in 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 the Chiapas mm. begins, and that was a very weird moment for me because I stopped writing for about almost a year because I didn't want to 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 to, to I didn't want to use real deaths and, and real drama uh, that were going on, I thought it would have been obscene or, or to, 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 to try to cash on this. So I waited to see until how it <clears throat> flowed and how it developed. And when I saw things were stabilized, I, I began writing again. That's why, that's why the, the, the novel is dedicated to, 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 to El Comandante, uh, mm. because it's, 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 it's important to, to, to yeah, I really, uh, I liked seeing that at the beginning. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I've been writing recently about like things um, that have taken place in the last couple of years. And then, uh, you know, naturally when the pandemic began, um, I was sort of wondering like, should, you know, should I include this? And I had, I had a kind of a similar feeling about like, it felt, wrong to kind of include those things when it was still so fresh and there's this fresh tragedy that we're surrounded with. So that makes complete sense to me. Um, I was wanting to ask you also about the influences of the novel. Um, Cause there's 
wines in it that feel uh, very distinctly aligned with Latin American literature to me. Like um, there's this really sweet moment toward the beginning of the novel where um, one of the young revolutionaries, Ira, talks about how he um, sees the daughter of this bourgeois family that the revolutionaries have um, captured and says that he had to free her because he saw her and he just instantly like fell in love with her. And when I was reading that, it felt to me like something I might have read um, in a in a Bolaño novel or maybe even like mm -hmm. Borges. Um, was was there uh, anything intentional in that? You know, it's very it's very difficult to say because all all writers want to be original, and, and, and <laughs> of course we're not. But I would say it's interesting because I Bolaño has come has come up a couple of times later, but I had not read at all Bolaño at the time, so that was mm. that, that was very uh, that was that was not possible. What what Paco 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 Taibo too. Yes, the 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 Mexican writer uh, Fuentes. I mean, I I had read all the classics. And, and, and I think one thing that I, I didn't want, I mean, my idea also was I'm a European, right? I'm, I'm, I'm French and I didn't want to, I mean, one thing that's very important as an anarchist, and I, I say that because of the political aspect of the book, I don't want to speak for, and that's why I chose the Flash Magon Revolution. It's because it's the first revolution where 80% of the people who fought in it, apart from the, from the Indians, from the, from, from, from the, from the natives, Sorry for the, for the, it's not the racist slur, it's just the old, I'm an old man. <laughs> it's okay. 80% uh, uh, of, the, of the revolutionaries who are not natives were, came from Europe. Mm. So, so through that, I, 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 managed, I, I want to, 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 to give a voice to a revolution from the border of the border, which, 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 which would have been, uh, that respected the, 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 the spectrum. So one thing that I want to do, and I think you can feel also in the book is, that's why I use uh, spaghetti western images. Uh, there's a lot of reference to, to spaghetti western because mm -hmm. it is an Italian interpretation of the American myth. And I thought I was more safe with these kind of uh, um, uh, notes than if I tried to imitate or speak as a, 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 a Mexican writer or a South American writer. Mm -hmm. I thought that would, be, that, that would be very, I mean, it was only, I was, it was already in 93. I, I, I felt like, like black facing yourself as as a writer would 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 not work and would be would be uh, problematic. Yeah, that actually um, kind of like led into uh, something else I was going to ask you about, which was the the cultural identity of Lorenzo, the main character. Um, so that was that part of the reason for. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I, I I identify with what a lot of what you said there um, because I've live in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And, um, my, you know, whenever I write, it's very grounded in, in place. And so um, I've been like thinking a lot about this place that I live in, which is kind of shrouded in a very violent history. And, you know, um, so I, 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 I totally identify with that, uh, you know, um, conviction to, as you said, not speak for and to kind of like, you know, approach it with uh, that that um, awareness I guess um, I think it's very sorry no no go for it no, I think I think I think that's one that you know there, there are lots of debates about gender and, and and race and all these things and I think they're very important I think it's very important and and and, and I think when the when when people say oh it's okay to write as a black man if you're a white man or or, or whatever um, 
you can say, yeah, in fiction, you can do whatever you want, which is, which is the, the, which is generally the excuse. But the problem is that you are stealing the voice of somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was recently asked to, 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 to work, to, to, to participate to competition on uh, flash fiction around uh, 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 trans and queer uh, short stories. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I said, I'm, thank you very much for asking me I'm very flattered, but I will not do it because if I won, <laughs> or if I won one of their prices, I'm straight. Yeah. I would be stealing the voice a legitimate voice in in, in 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 the scope. I think this is what this is where you know I can you can, I think and I think the thing is like there there are two things. I mean I'm sorry I'm I'm, I'm digressing, but I think there are two things we have to, to to be aware of that we have um, uh, the cultural uh, appropriation, which is which is the problem. You know you have also this American writer who wrote this 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 this, uh, this book about uh, a Mexican illegal fam family in America, and you know and understand completely the, the, the scandal. But there's another thing also, which we never talk about because we don't think about it, which is cult cultural identification. And this is where the fiction can come there and be honest. Mm. It's, 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 it's that brotherly or sisterly way of being with and not speaking for. But you have to be very aware of the angle and the, and the place, your, your position you are, you're, you are taking. You can write a gay character, you can write as a woman, you can write as a black person, everything. But you have to make sure you're not speaking for, you're speaking with, you're, 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 you're having a dialogue and not a monologue with your own thoughts or, or things. No matter how sincere as you are, you have to be careful of not speaking for or seeing the voice of someone else. Yeah, I love the way you said that. Um, a dialogue, not a monologue. I kind of you know, have wondered about these things and like tried to figure out how to, how to think about them, you know, like what you're talking about writing, um, for, for instance, like a character um, that is of another ethnicity or, or gender. Um, I think that that is a really excellent way to, to frame it and to think about it. Um, because I do, I agree. I mean, I think there's a big difference between speaking with and, and trying to um, I perhaps like stand in solidarity with, as opposed to speak for. Um, would you be able to tell me a little bit about uh, how you view anarchism? Um, just because I uh, I have a little bit of familiarity with the term, um, I, I actually I, I identified as an anarchist for quite some time, and uh, I found that a lot of people, when I would tell them that, just totally didn't understand what the term meant or just weren't familiar with it. So, could you maybe um, tell me what it means to you? Yeah, I, I, I'll give you the short version. <laughs> As you know, anarchism is a very complex <laughs> political uh, uh, movement. Uh, I would say for me uh, and my position as an anarchist, I mean, there are many, many different things in it, but I would say the basis uh, of uh, my anarchism is a complete distrust of all forms of power from relationships, up to the to the social structures and the political structures. Mm. Okay, it's, it's it's a permanent distrust. It's a not not says I'm, I'm being paranoid, but it's, it's it's every time you have a power structure or or, or an asymmetrical relationship uh, uh, um, that's that that is built or that is, that you are, that is imposed on others, 
then as an anarchist, I have to to take a distance or to criticize it or to destroy it if I can. Mm. Okay, and, and 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 for example, we had a discussion with my daughter not not long ago. Uh, she's sixteen, and uh, we're talking about love, and she and she was talking, you know, about you know boyfriends and girlfriends and all things. Mm. And you know, I said, you know, I might shock you, but the most important thing in a relationship is not love, it's respect. You know, so that's that's for me. That is what is anarchist to be. It's it's it's, it's everybody has to be respected for mm. what they are, and only for that reason. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I um I read when I was I think twenty one. I read um Noam Chomsky's book on anarchism, and I just got, I mean sort of at random. I didn't really know anything about anarchism, but I just kind of picked it up and read it, and I was like this this just makes sense, you know, like as, um, as a set of principles. Um, and I really like what you said there about, uh, you know, the most important thing in relationship being res respect as opposed to love. I mean, yeah, that just makes sense to me in terms of like how we orient ourselves toward others and towards society. Yeah. I mean, a wife beater loves his wife. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's a paradox, you know, and, 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 yeah. and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and also the the um the distrust the the general like distrust of power um i don't know i mean to me that just seems healthy you know um to, to just be naturally as you said not paranoid but sort of like having a healthy skepticism to um the structures that have power over you that that makes sense I mean, it's, it's 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 also a question of accountability. You know, it's 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 in an ideal and active society, everybody is accountable for everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a collective responsibility, starting with ourselves and and, and people around us and, and and thing. And I think this is this is, I mean, this also you can see in the in, in the novel, but this is really important. It's it's, it's you know, it's it's the solidarity through difference, and for respecting the difference. But knowing that to, we, we cannot survive if we're not together and not competing so they're in, in, in a solidarity way so they're solidarity solidarian yeah there's also um when you were when you were talking uh something there's so there's a line in the novel that i that i wrote down and forgive me i i did not write down um which character says this but um that reminded me of what you said uh about you know having a responsibility to um like disrupt systems that may have power over someone else if you can um and the line was violence uh as as a form of dignity um with yeah, would you say that that's kind of in alignment with that? Yeah, I mean, and, and actually, that's almost a direct quote from uh, Ricardo Flores Magón. Mm. Wrote uh, and and the pamphlet you wrote that that influenced Zapata was a, a, a dialogue between a ladron, a thief, and 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 a beggar. Mm. And, and and the whole story was in the ends of the beggar, the, the thief said, why, "Why are you begging? <laughs> why are you not?" <laughs> yeah. Okay? They have stolen your life from you. You have to to steal your life back. And 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 although I do not condone violence when it's unnecessary, although I I, I understand completely the necessity, the, the sad necessity of violence once in a while when things are not 
when you're not being heard. It's you have to remember that nothing that the state does is not reflected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and, and it's very simple. They call strategies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. And they're proud of it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the kind of on the same track, um, one of the themes that seems to come up in the novel is memory. Yep. Um, so Lorenzo um, can't seem to remember events exactly as they happened, and um, sometimes has trouble remembering, like, for instance, the last names of some of the people that were in the revolution with him. And um, this is happening while he is trying to manage, like, family life, um, you know, taking care of his son and um, having conversations with his wife. And so a question that was kind of coming up for me as I was reading it, something I just kept thinking about was... Um, whether having a a domestic existence in the modern world asks us to um, forget the sort of um, revolutionary promises of youth. Um, Was that something you were thinking about as you were writing? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 you know, Lorenzo has a past that, doesn't make him, he doesn't need to prove anything about his revolutionary beliefs and everything. And he's still, you know, <laughs> he's still working illegally. I mean, yeah. you know, I'll tell the, the story, but then, and like, but he lives a bourgeois life. Mm-hmm. Lives a comfortable bourgeois life. And there's always this dichotomy that, that also I have. I mean, I'm, 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 you know, I'm an anarchist and I'm here in Denmark and having a good salary and teaching and all these things. You know, and 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 memories are guilt many times. You know, they're they're guilt. And the thing is, at the same time, what I want to do with this this uh, thank you for noticing because I think that's very important. The fact that Lorenzo has suppressed his memories, he doesn't remember until the very end, and you don't know, but you will never know that if what he writes is what you have read. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, uh, what what you read is what he doesn't remember, and the reason why he doesn't remember because it's a fair revolution, and 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 so many friends have died and and, and have been sent to prison and, and all these things. So it's a tragic event, you know. And also the thing is that these kind of events, and this is the problem, I would say, of the left, and 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 and, and anarchists included, is that we tend to idealize these moments. And make them, you know, like the, the the people from Germany asking him to write about it, because wow, you know, it's history, it's our history, it's our thing. But in reality, it's ugly. Yeah. You know, in, in reality, it's ugly. I mean, I, you know, and I remember fighting against skinheads in the eighties in, in the streets and my my friends and stuff like that. You know, and 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 well, we were glad when we won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, these, these, I would say these were, you know, ugly years also. You know, it's the, the, the physical pain, the, the, the fright, you know, all these things, the, the, the blows, you know, it's, and yet, you know, when I say that, you know, that, you know, when I talk, when I talk to young and young people, so well, yeah, I thought was skinheads in the streets of Paris in, in the early eighties. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm glad I'm, you know, I'm glad I kicked out of Nazi ass, 
but 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 uh, at the same time, you know, the, the, none of these memories are are, are 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 precise. I don't, you know, you 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 push them away because they are memories of violence. Yeah, you know, and that's you know that's what I want to express in in, in the book with that with these two flows. Um, yeah, there's this really. Um... There's this really beautiful moment, uh, I believe towards the middle of the novel where the two Lorenzos, the two points in time kind of meet um, when the past Lorenzo is thinking ahead to times when the revolution will be over and this period of his life will end. And the older Lorenzo is kind of like looking back and re remembering the times that he had and realizing you know, that he's at this point now where um, as you said, he's living this bourgeois existence and those two points kind of like meet each other. Um, and that was like a really, uh, for me, that was like a really grounding point in the novel that like, in a way, I think um, showcases what you're saying. There, there's like um, an attempt to remember things differently perhaps than they were and to um, yeah, to maybe, maybe kind of like gloss over some of the, as you say, like the more um, ugly parts of of those uh, these revolutionary moments. I mean, I, th I think you know. I, I, I remember. I, I can see what you what, what, what part of the novel you mean. I mean, what was very interesting for me was that I want to show that memories are dreaming backwards. Mm. You know, you have you, 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 they're, 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 it's, we have we're dreaming forward with hope, with, 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 with anguish or, or, or expectation. And, 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 and the same, but the same happens also when we're remembering or trying to remember. We're also trying to reconstruct something, you know, that kind of looks like us. <laughs> yes, definitely. You know? and, 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 and that I'm, I'm very, uh, I've been very influenced, I'm not religious at all, but I'm very, very influenced by, by Taoist thought uh, about the transience of things, you know, and, and I believe that we are many eyes at the same time. We are many, and, and the illusion that we are just one person that evolves. No, the Lorenzo as, and this is why, I mean, I was not, I mean, I, I, I began to be interested in, in Taoism before that, but more uh, deeper later. But for me, uh, there are these elements in, in, in Fragments of Revolution already of, 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 of who am I, where am I, and I'm only in the movement. I am not yeah. in, 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 in the stasis. Mm -hmm. And when I'm in the stasis, and when he tries to remember in the end, I mean, in, 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 uh, in Denmark, he is fighting against his way of being, which is in movement. And, and the movement will be taken again by writing, and, and, and hopefully for, 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 for him, at least. Mm. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned um, Taoism. I actually read the Tao Te Ching uh, at the same time as I was reading the Chomsky book. And um, I found actually a lot of um, overlap between the two philosophies. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm kind of wondering, as you said that, um, in, in talking about how, uh, you know, um, we're not necessarily one thing. Do you think that that in a way aligns with some of the like revolutionary notions um, in the book? Yes, definitely. I mean, it's like, like I said, it was not, it was not as definite as it is now, but there, there was still, a, I mean, there's a, a Taoist 
quotation in the beginning <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, under under the dedication. So I was already interested in that. And 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 the thing is, we have to. Be, I mean, I have to be precise. I have to be careful what I want to say because, in a way, yes, there are many many ways of seeing that society what we are moves all the time mm -hmm. and that can also be seen as a revolution at the same time i am wary of the the notion of permanent revolution which leads to dictatorship mm. <laughs> which leads to stalin to mao and to all to, to the to these uh, uh, sectarian ways of of, of Robespierre or other um so 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 as long as it's natural and it's a natural flow, yes. When it becomes an ideology, I become an anarchist again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Step back, even if it's with the black flag or red flag or whatever. I <laughs> absolutely. I will take my distance. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, and that's another thing in the in the novel. I think that I was sort of finding in my own reading experience of it was there seemed to be kind of like a tension between um, like the, uh, as we've been talking about, like these more like bloody moments of the revolution. And then um, like, for instance, you know, there's at one point where Lorenzo is remembering the revolution and he's, he says something about um, the naive ideals of youth being a part of it. So it, it felt to me like there was, um, I guess, kind of a question about like how revolutions uh, could be successful or um, as you're talking about the point of, of at which it becomes um, Stalin or Mao. Um, can you maybe speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I think it all, I mean, first of all, there are two, there, I think there are two main factors. The first factor is who, who is making a revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is leading the revolution or who is taking advantage of a revolution? And we have seen the, the Russian example and we've seen other examples that, that turn really, really, <laughs> really bad. Um, at the same time, we have examples uh, as in Chiapas where things really, really work well. Uh, 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 at the, um, and this is the second factor is the historical factor, the historical and geographical factor. And I think it's one thing also that's very important is when we talk for me as an anarchist about revolution or revolt or rebellion, or whatever. Uh, no revolutionary movement, no revolutionary thoughts, no revolutionary action or whatever is the same in any country. I mean, in Africa, we have African anarchism or, or, or movements. We have Korean, there's a long tradition of Korean anarchisms. India is, uh, has some amazing anarchists and they, we are all different. We, we have the same ideal of, 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 of respect and all, all these things I was saying, but they, are, they will be expressed and, and or, or in Chiapas, they will be expressed in different ways. And it's also one way, this is very important for an anarchist to respect the other ways of being an anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know so you, <laughs> we're never safe. We're, we're never safe of becoming uh, uh, close-minded or, 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 you know, so, so we have to be careful with that also. Certainly, yeah. Um... But also in fiction, you know, also in fiction and what we like, what we, you know, it's like I've, I've been asked, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm not a, a, a mainstream writer or a bestseller writer, you know, and, and, and the thing is like, 
I've been asked a couple of times, you know, what do you think of mainstream? I, mean, I hate mainstream, but that's that's personal. That's me for, 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 for many reasons. But it exists. I'm not going to go against it and say you sh we should not have this, 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 this. We should not have Hollywood. We should not. But I say we have we have to have room for all, you know. And this is why I just had a conversation with a friend actually yesterday about that. You know, was complaining, you know, saying, oh, it's difficult for us uh, white males today to publish whatever, you know. And I say, wait a minute. This is what the system wants you to, to believe. The system wants you to believe that there's only one chair that one person can have. Okay. Yes. And that person has to be black or has to be trans or has to be uh, uh, Hispanic or whatever. No, there are chairs for everybody. Yes. This, but the system does not want you to believe that. Okay. Absolutely. We've got to be very, very careful with that. You know, and the chairs, if there's no space, it's because the fucking system is taking up all the chairs. Mm. Yeah, I, I think um, that is one of the great myths of the modern world is this idea of like scarcity. Yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time. Um, you know, like I, I once was walking through uh, Barnes and Noble with a friend and um, she sort of like looked around and said to me, it just makes me feel hopeless because I see all of these books and I say to myself, well, who would want to read my book? And I said, like, someone. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that that's one of the, um, for me, that's one of the great things about uh, some of the literature that's being published today um, is that there, there is now this, I think, especially through the internet. Now there's people are able to find work like, um, like your novel that uh, they may um, identify with more and just enjoy more than some of what's being published through the larger houses. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you. I had my own free press also for a while, which I closed down because I didn't have time to, 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 to do more about it. And it was, uh, it was uh, too bad for, for, my, for the writers uh, that I represented because I didn't have time to, to promote or, or, or whatever. So I, so I closed it down. But there, there are so many tools today, you know, and self-publishing is also very important or, 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 or um, uh, open publishing, uh, people uh, joining. Uh, the, the, the problem, all, I mean, the, the, what is not infinite is money. That's a problem. You know, that's mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, that, that, that it costs money to, to, to read and everything and, and uh, all this, uh, all these things. That's another, but I would say that was, that, that is a, a, a problem within the problem. But the fact that pe when people complain, that, oh, there are so many novels being published and everything, fuck that shit, great. I mean, there should yeah. be more. Totally. There should be more. There should be more movies. There should be more uh, uh, art openings and, and, and things like that, you know. And, and, and actually, when you realize what, what is being published or, or, or the amount of books being published, it's very small compared to the population of each country. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. I had actually never thought about that. Yeah, and I think, um, as you were saying about people looking at the chair and saying like, oh, I, that now my chair is gone because this person who doesn't look like me or, or sound like me took the chair. I agree. I think that that is totally a, um, a fabricated thing that it, it's just not, it's just not real. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, and I think part of the problem is that people are almost trained by the system to kind of like when they see, even if it's a friend, um, have a little bit of success to have a, a little bit, a twinge of like, of jealousy. Um, and, and to me that I just, I've been thinking about this a lot. I just think that that's a totally unnecessary thing and that there's, there's room, there, there's room for everybody to have a book. I agree with you. And, 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 
you know, it's, it's, I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky as a writer. I'm, I'm 57 years old. I started publishing when I was like 34. I'm still around, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might have a, not as many readers as, as others, but I'm still around, you know, and that's, that, that, that in itself is a chance. And for me, what is very important is to, one thing that's very important is to, is to, is to be so, is, it's to have a great network of, of, of friends, of, of, of other writer friends, people you respect, no matter how high or how low in, 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 in the business uh, scale they are, you know, and, and one thing, one thing that really annoys me is when I see people, medium, medium level writers or small level writers sucking up to the big ones to be there. Yes. So no, no, ride with your friends. Mm -hmm. You know, get the respect of your friends, get the respect of the people, or if they are above you, great, but they have, you have to have respect. You know, I'm not going to, I mean, Jeff Anamir is a friend. I'm not, I'm not going to promote him. He doesn't need me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. Okay, I'm going to talk about other, I just wrote a, 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 a recension, a, a review about a, a, a Greek collection, Greek anthology of anthology of Greek science fiction that just got published in Scotland. You know, that is important for me. Absolutely. You know, and I love Vendemir, but I'm, and I and I really respect him for all these uh, eco warrior aspects of his of his work and, and, and speak. But I'm not going to promote him. He doesn't need my support. Certainly, others. Yeah, I've really one of the things I've really enjoyed the most the last couple of years, getting more involved in um, kind of like some of the indie lit community online is just, you know. Um, finding books, as you say, that do need support and then being able to do that. I mean, even if it's just through like a Goodreads review or um, I've been trying to do this thing now where along with the podcast, I, I try to like write a little bit about books that I'm reading on my blog that maybe not, might not be getting as many readers that, and I think deserve more attention. That's kind of the whole idea um, behind the show is trying to spotlight works that I think are really exciting that just should deserve more readers. And I think that that, um, you know, um, participating in that community is just really fulfilling, you know? So it's sort of, um, one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking is that I think a lot of, uh, you know, young writers might come in with this expectation that their, yeah, their dream is to like be on the New York Times bestseller list or whatever. And certainly that's probably not going to happen. Um, maybe it will, probably not, but I think it's kind of a shame that they don't get to, to get, a lot of them maybe walk away before they um, get to see that there's this other aspect of publishing and writing that can be um, really fulfilling in its own way, even if it, even if not necessarily always um, monetarily. <laughs> so. No, I agree. I mean, I, I just had a, a class in, in, in <clears throat> uh, last, uh, last month about that in England with, with, with young writers and stuff like that. And, and I, one thing is I've never gave advice to young writers because fuck that shit. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's who am I to speak? You know, I can mm -hmm. only say what I have been through or give my experience, but everybody's different. But there, I would say the one thing I said is that there are two ways of being a writer. You know, the, the, the one is what you say is to want to be a, a, a New York Times bestseller writer. And, and the other one is, is to be a writer no matter what. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and, and both. And I respect both. I mean, but the New York Times writer will be bestseller writer, which means he will have, or he or she, sorry, I'm becoming sexist here. She or he or they will have 
to repeat the same book or stay in the same line basically all their lives, you know, because what matters as best a, a writer is how much you sell, hmm. you know, and if your second book doesn't sell as well as the first one, you're dead. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's way. Or you can keep your day job like me, <laughs> many, you know, and and, 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 and and be free. You know, it's it's I, I still write thinking that I might not get published. You know, I, I, I still write because I don't want to, I want to write about very different things. I want to, 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 to explore other things and not just the same uh, thing again and again. You know, I'm very, I'm very happy that, 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 that James Rice from, from Stalking Press took uh, Fragments of Revolution because it's outside of the, of the science fiction Thing I'm doing, and it's refreshing for me, and also gave me, you know, the desire maybe to explore again some of these uh, 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 themes or, 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 or countries or things like that. So, so I think this is, this is, I mean, like I said, there is room for everything. Yeah, but you have to know it. And the problem is also is like from it's even worse with music. You know, they are they are like a, I wrote that on on, on 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 Facebook yesterday. I said, you know, it's they they are not selling you their dreams they are selling you your life mm. you know yeah. and, and you have to realize that totally <laughs> you know and when you realize that then suddenly you can do something because you can react yes yeah absolutely yeah i think it's all about um as I, I think as you're kind of like alluding to it can just be about like like the framing you know um like a friend of mine applied a couple of years ago to a six-year program, a PhD program, and she didn't end up getting in and was telling um, uh, a mentor of ours about it. And he told her, well, you didn't get into this program, but it was six years and now you have your life back instead. You know, um, so it's, it, I guess I just think a lot about like trade-offs with a lot of the stuff. Yeah, and you have to be, I mean, this is, this is so this is the, this is the problem of today. I mean, to be pro I mean, it, it's it's uh, you know we, we, we think we are informed. We, we we think we are in touch with the with, with the the real world. But if you ask many people in the street with a blank map where Afghanistan is, absolutely, <laughs> I don't think many could point out. And we've been what fifteen years, twenty years in Afghanistan. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and this this has changed. That's how changed. I, I grew up with the Vietnam War, you know, with on the TV. And we knew where Hanoi or Saigon were because the media were more independent. Mm. You know, and today everything is filtered. You yeah. know, not a paranoia. It's not a paranoia thing, but it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't even you don't even have to be paranoid. No, I totally, <laughs> to totally agree. It's filtered and, 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 and controlled, and that's the that's the problem. That's one of the problems. Yeah, no, I and it goes and it goes beyond. Sorry, and it goes beyond the media. It goes education. It goes in, in politics. It goes everywhere. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's a general I, problem. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, like you mentioned Afghanistan, and like that is something I I just sort of like to, you know I bring up. To friends all the time when we talk about politics um you know we've been in that war my whole life and i, I just sort of i'm constantly telling friends like why why don't we ever talk about this you know um and i yeah i and i think it kind of like i think what you're touching on extends as you say to many different areas and i sometimes think about this like even in publishing um 
like with, with books that come out that are, you know, that I see on uh, the new, the new releases shelf, whenever I go to the bookstore. Um, and, you know, some of them I, I really enjoy. I think they're great books, but th there is a lot of, there's a kind of um, like a, I don't know, I guess I think of it as sort of like a middle-class um, liberal sensibility that I see in a lot of them. Um, it seems like it's rare for, to see a book on that shelf that kind of like deviates from that um, similar structure, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. um, I, and, I, and you know, like I'm grateful that there are presses like Stocking Horse out there, which I, I've enjoyed all of their titles. Um, it's, just, it's nice to see um, outlets crop up that are willing to kind of deviate from that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, people have to remember that, I mean, I'm an old punk. So, 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 so the, the DIY, you know, do it yourself uh, thing, you know, it's, 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 you can, I mean, for me, it's, 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 I'm, in, I'm a very ambivalent position because I am relatively safe as a writer. I have an agent, I am published, uh, you know, so, but I remember, and, and I write a lot, but in my novels, you'll see there are a lot of young writers <laughs> struggling. Um, I will say something very maybe stupid, but I think also struggling is a necessary part of writing, of, of creation. And the problem is that it's not the same struggle for everyone if you're trans. It's not the same struggle of, of getting your books out it, and if you're straight or, 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 or even compared to, 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 to trans black or if you're black trans, it's even <laughs> more difficult or Hispanic. Absolutely. So I think this is one thing, you know, we, 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 we the, 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 there's a part of me that says, oh, you have to struggle and it has not to be easy. But if you're white male, even in, in, in the nineties, it's easier to do that than, than for many, you know? So, so, mm -hmm. so I would say uh, this, the, I would like less struggle for those who have to struggle a lot and the minimum necessary struggle for the others. Um, you know, it's, that, that would be my, my point. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually really like that. You know, I can say just personally, um, if it hadn't been for like the difficulties that I've come up against in terms of like trying to integrate writing into everyday life, as you say, with like, keeping a day job and like trying to find time for it. I don't know that I would have realized that it was truly important to me. So I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think um, for those who, as you say, like struggle, don't have to struggle um, against these other forces, um, the minimal amount of struggle. I, yeah. I think that's super beneficial. Yeah. Because I mean, one thing, one thing, which, which is very, very annoying is when people do not have to struggle, pretend they're struggling. Yes. And that's mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's mainstream. That's, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to, <laughs> to describe mainstream, actually. Yeah. Um so I wanted to ask you also about um this uh this interesting juxtaposition in the book um between like reality, like, like, um, reality and, uh, memory, which we've touched on a little bit, but, um, you were mentioning about how, uh, in the novel, Lorenzo 
has suppressed his memory and um, doesn't remember these more bloody aspects of um, the revolution. And there's mention about how, um, as you say, he encounters the old man who uh, was a revolutionary in his youth and mentions that he had a lot of fun. And then Lorenzo, I think, like um, maybe it might even be a couple pages later, just says that he's having a lot of fun. And um, so there's this like mis misremembering of um, revolutions and this uh, this like dealing with, um, as I said before, like the uh, quote unquote like na naive ideals of youth. And then at the same time, there's also the reality of um, the, and I, I don't want to spoil how it how it comes up in the novel because I thought it was um, really surprising and interesting the way that it appeared. But there's the presence of the CIA in Mexico, and so I really enjoyed this um, juxtaposition between like maybe like the misremembered um, ideals, but then also the like cold hard reality of this like shadowy oppressive force on the ground um could you speak to that a, a little bit yeah i mean the thing is like um, um and it's also present in my in my in my speculative fiction the thing is like the, the the systems are invincible and 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 the systems don't care about human lives <laughs> at all and that is the harsh reality, you know. And, and no matter no matter how much you dream or no, how much you can go, unless the system is rotten and weakened, you cannot win against it. Mm -hmm. And this, I mean, this is what happened with with the Flores Magón. Actually, actually, in, in reality, the Flores Magón revolution was crushed by 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 the United States, who went illegally into Mexico to 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 kill them and arrest them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. You know, so so you have this, and 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 and, and uh, uh, like Lacan, uh, the the said, you know, the uh, reality is 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 the the, the table in, on which you you bang your your, your leg. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the it's the thing you cannot deny. It's the pain you cannot deny. You know, and I usually say reality is everything you don't want it to be. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's the thing, you know, it's, 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 and, and, and Lorenzo, what I try to also show as a, as a, even as a youthful character is that he is both naive and not naive. He knows somewhere that it's fucked, he knows somewhere that the chances of making it are very, very small and they don't make it. But what I don't say in the book, and it's why you have the Zapata thing, is that it worked for Zapata and, and Villa. Mm. Yeah, so, 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 you, you, so, so, there's always this ambivalence. You know, in France we had this, this in France we had this huge uprising of the of the yellow jackets. You know, no one saw it coming. Mm -hmm. You know, and now people talk about the yellow jackets as 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 the past. Yeah, they'll come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, we are in the same system, and it's getting getting even more unfair with, 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 with the, the COVID crisis and things like that. People are not going to forget. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and that's also one thing that I'm trying to show uh, in the book. I don't know if it comes through, but that the revolution is not that political. I mean, that the revolution is political, of course, but, but there's no, I mean, there's a small speech uh, at, 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 one, at one point, I think, by, by uh, Rivas. But the thing is, like, you know, I, I really think a revolution has happened 
when the revolt when re the revolt becomes a matter of human dignity mm. you know and, th and that that's when it becomes unstoppable and then afterwards you have people you know taking advantage of it but 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 the, but the revolutions happen when people have had enough so much enough that they don't care about their own lives mm -hmm. you know and, definitely and, <clears throat> Yeah, um, I really like what you said there about even in his youth, like Lorenzo is um, naive, but also not naive. And um, I really enjoyed that tension in the novel. And to be honest, I actually felt like I identified with it a lot. So, I, you know, one of the things I was kind of curious about was um, who you kind of imagined the audience of, of the novel to be, just because... Um, you know, I could see, like, from a certain perspective, like, uh, people of, of older generations being able to, to identify with a lot of it, um, you know, remembering maybe uh, the 60s or, uh, like, as you mentioned, um, the movements that you were involved with when you were younger. But I, I also just personally really kind of identified with Lorenzo, um, like, living his life and then kind of remembering this revolution because um like i'm 30 and uh and i'm not i know i'm not you know very old yet but even now i'm i kind of feel myself like drifting into um you know uh just just having to do normal life things and and kind of like trying to cling to some of these these um ideals um that i really believed in when I was younger and, and still do believe in, but, you know, kind of have trouble like integrate and uh, integrating into life sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I guess I was just wondering about that, about um, who you kind of imagined uh, reading, reading that into the novel. That's a very difficult question because I'm, I'm answering now, I'm 57 years old. I wrote it when I was 34, 35. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was about your age when I wrote it. Yeah. So, so my audience has changed <laughs> also. And, and, and of course I, I, the easy way out is, Oh, I write for anybody. <laughs> okay. The it, you know, and it's and, and in the same way, I, I would say I, I wrote for people who would get all the irony uh, and the humanity, but also the ambivalence of, of, of the situation. Uh, uh, women portrayed in during the revolution. There's a lot of different women. There's a lot of different types of women, and and Lorenzo is still like the seducer, the, the jack of hearts, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And he becomes settled later with with this wife that he loves and, and the kid he has. So I want people to understand that all these that we are we are all. We are made of contradictions. We are we are mosaic. We are a puzzle. Um, and one thing also very important is that that's the kid who tells him in the end indirectly. But you know you should never regret what you have done. You know it's 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 if it if it, if it was for a good cause. You know you should you should you should you know the wife his wife says you know you should be proud of what you've done. <laughs> I want to know too, right? And 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 there is something there that I think is very important and and. I'm very lucky because I am, I was, 
human anarchist when I was like around 17 or 18 years old. I'm still, I'm still I am, and I'm still the same, actually. I'm still the, 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 the I haven't changed at all in my, in my position. Not because, maybe because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that could be reason, but also because reality has not proven to me that my position is wrong. Um, and, and, and I think the thing is, like I said, that no matter, I mean, now I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm an associate professor and all these things, you know, I have all these titles and all, all these things and I'm the same. Mm. Although I'm different. So of course, in, 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 in passing, and I think it's, 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 you, you can cherish your ideals, like, you know, small, some small Buddha statues you put on your, on your desk and, and you pay respect to once in a while, you know, it's, you, as long as you don't betray others, Betraying yourself is impossible. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it 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 just kind of uh, seems to be something that um, anyone with, you know, any kind of like revolutionary politics has to um, figure out at some point. Um, and, and I really kind of uh, appreciated just like the, the lingering in that space of figuring out how to do that. Um, because it felt to me, just my personal um, reading of the novel, it felt to me like at the end, like there was not really necessarily a clear answer or resolution. There was a lot of ambiguity, which I always um, appreciate. Um, but one line in the novel that I think aligns with a lot of what you said is that um, when Lorenzo is having a, a conversation with his wife about whether or not they tell their son the truth. Um, and he asks her essentially like, okay, does he want to know that I was in this revolution and, you know, did all of these things. And, and I, I believe she says, um, if that's true, then yes, he deserves to know. Uh, you know, I, that felt like a very clarifying moment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know it's, it's always it's always a thing, and, and and for me, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm my own, I am on the reformist side of, of the anarchism, you know, and although I respect the, the other side also very much, um, but my grandfather was in, in the Russian Revolution, right? mm -hmm. you know, and 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 so I always in my first novel was was in France was was not about him, but it was about the Russian Revolution and, and things like that. So because I always wondered. I mean, I, I met, you know, I, I was stuck in France with the COVID when the, 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 the yellow jackets were, were happening. And I felt very frustrated because I want to be, to demonstrate with, with these people. So, you know, showing your solidarity far away is not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, and, but, I, and I was wondering, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it, I would, I would have gone there because I, I, I felt that it was the right thing to do when I support them because I thought it was the right thing to do and still do. Um, this is a, maybe a one in a lifetime occasion. You know, it's maybe a one in a lifetime occasion, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, I was a punk, people were like hippies and I mean, it's the same thing. They're, they're, we, we were part of something that will never come back. So we have to know how to, to transform that to keep it burning and how at the same time in a different way that's my problem also with a lot of the left so that they come back with all their fucking cliches and and, and things society's changed evolved we have to evolve with them we have to rethink uh, uh all the structures and all the things not just 
superficial things. Mm -hmm. And this is why fiction is important. Fiction is a way to think about that. Fiction is a way to, to keep hope going and, and, and think, I mean, I'm not hoping that the revolution will come from my book. No, not at all, because I don't, you know, I don't believe in this kind of, of violence unless it's necessary, but I do believe, I, I, I want people who have the same maybe frustrations or, 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 or questions to feel comforted in, 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 in the fact that they are not alone and that it's, it's, it's a dynamic. It's not, yeah. fin and that's why it's not an, it's an open-ended novel in many ways, because it is a dynamic. It's, 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 it, it, if I shut the thing, you know, and in prison, blah, 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 blah. So, okay, finished, you know, uh, and I would be a re reactionary writer. Yeah. You know, that's the last thing I want to be. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, I said, you know, so to go back to, to, to the readers, I, I, I think anybody who will pick up the book or enjoy the first five pages and keep going, that's, that's the person I write for, no matter what age or, or color or whatever. Absolutely. Well, I should say too, um, for people who are listening, um, you know, I, I read a variety of different types of literature, but I have a special fondness for kind of the style of this book where um, it's like vignettes. I, I love having moments in time and then skipping ahead to the next moment. So for anyone who enjoys that type of, of reading, um, I think this will be a particularly like satisfying book to read. I especially love like how it kind of, you have one moment in time of uh, a young revolutionary Lorenzo and then the older one, um, living his life in Denmark. I, I, I appreciate that it kind of exists in, in these short bursts. I mean, the thing, first, thank you very much. I'm blushing. Uh, second, <laughs> it's, it's uh, actually one of, one of the big influences. I mean, for me, uh, everybody, I mean, not everybody, but many, many people refer to me with Burroughs and K. Dick for the, for the, for the science fiction. And I'm not at their level, but thank, but for one, one writer is very important for me in that kind of uh, style was Brodigan, Richard Brodigan, who yeah. really, really, really mastered the poetic and the short to a degree that's incredible. So, so, so that is one of the influences also with the spaghetti Western and all thing that is in the book. It's the, 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 the Brodigan-esque uh, melancholy and, 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 and precision that I really, really enjoyed and, and adapted to my own my own writing so i yeah i'm i'm excited to hear you say that um he's one of my favorites and uh i can definitely see the influence there um you know his novel actually i read his his novel uh watermelon sugar uh back at the beginning of the pandemic and it actually kind of had a similar effect on me as yours did although quite i would say i think quite a bit more happens in your novel than that one but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, it had kind of a similar effect where with both books, um, you're kind of like reading and moving through these events and then like it sort of ends and then it, it worked on me after I had finished it. it. You know, I was still like the next day kind of thinking about moments from the novel and, and sort of real, like thinking about the themes and how they kind of connected. And um, so I'm always kind of excited when I, when I encounter books that are able to do that, especially through that style. Um, so I, I don't want to take up uh, too much more of your time, but I did want to ask uh, just a couple more little questions. 
one was um so as you uh, alluded to before you have written uh several uh dystopian novels and um i know that you said you wrote this one uh quite a long time ago now but um what was there any difference for you in the writing process in writing um something more in that genre as opposed to this actually not it's very it's funny it's a, it's a funny question because i i have actually written what is what is now my first dystopian novel called the babylon trilogy i had written it before writing uh uh, uh of revolution and it was although it was and at the time when i when i finished the babylon trilogy uh i had no idea i would make a cycle out of it that I had no idea that I would keep on writing around the same in the same universe of city states and stuff like that. So, and 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 fragments of revolution. What happened though is that suddenly my path changed with fragments of revolution, which I wrote in French and translated into English. I kept on doing my French line, which were like what I call my movie line, because all the novels are different and and, and deal with different subjects and are not linked. And my American line, which is a city states uh, thing. So, so probably is really the moment where, where, where it's the last time where I'm whole <laughs> in a way in, 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 in an American, I mean, South American, Central American setting and then and, 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 and moving. So I didn't feel any difference. Now today, if I had to 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 rewrite to write another book uh, inspired by historical facts, uh, I think I would still do it the same way, mm. in the same in the same type of fragmentary. That's me. That's 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 the way I write. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so so. I mean, if you, if people have read my science fiction thing, they will not be surprised by what they read with fragments. If you read fragments and then you hop to any of the other books, you will. I think you will feel familiar with with the, with the, mm-hmm. with the style or, or the, the way it's written. Yeah, I was I I was asking because um, I when I, when I was reading that you had these other more um, science fictional novels, I was reading fragments and finding points that seemed, um, you know, not necessarily like uh, fabulous, but like um, that they could easily exist in a science fiction novel or something. Like the one that comes to mind is there's these characters, um, the the two brothers in the revolution. And one of them is uh, the brother with no name. And I love just the, again like the ambiguity of that character is just existing in this story and being mysterious yeah i mean it's, it's for me it's you know it's, it's i mean the actual the brother the, the, the we're three brothers and the the brother with no names his real name was jesus mm. jesus that's why oh. i <laughs> 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 you know yeah it's, you know they're always like inside jokes when, when you're a writer and stuff like that yeah well i think it's like i mean there's also the the whole uh, uh ghost-like episode with, with Le Esmeralda and all these things because i think what's very important is that all fiction is hybrid mm-hmm. uh, all fresh all fiction is like all cultures are hybrid are are, are a mixture and i don't like to be um prisoner a prisoner of genre or prisoner of, of, of structures mm. stories need to develop and and also one thing I, as a writer and this is 
probably one of the reasons why I hate mainstream so much is I don't like to get bored. Definitely. <laughs> you Definitely. know, I love to, and I, I don't like to get bored and I love to be challenged. I love to be challenged. I love, to, you know, I, I need to, to not provoke, not necessarily provoked, but challenged, you know, and, 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 um, and that's why I try to do also with my readers. That said, Burroughs, when Burroughs was, who is one of my heroes, is right behind me here, mm. poster, danger written in the background. Um, Burroughs said something very interesting about that because I love Burroughs and I love uh, all the cut up period of uh, uh, ticket exploded and all these things. And also love, I mean, I love everything he has written. And after he published the last trilogy, which was The Place of Dead Roads, The City of, of the Red Knight and uh, The Western Lands, which were more readable between quotes. And the other, he was uh, interviewed, uh, I think it was in a French paper, uh, about why he had chosen to be more narrative in his last three books. And he said, out of respect for my readers, Mm. that they had follow, followed me through all these experiences <laughs> i owed them some sense you know and, and and i thought that was very interesting and that's what well, i want to do also I, it's, it's fragmented uh, fragments is fragmented fragments fragmented yes but i hope i think i hope it's readable although although it is fragmented that you you never get completely lost mm. uh, between the, the italian memories the mexican memories and 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 and, and and the final Danish memories. So, um, so I really respect my readers for that. I really think it's important. Yeah, one, one of the things I was actually gonna say to you was that I was pleasantly surprised by how readable it was, like in terms of plot and, um, you know, like in, in the books that I most enjoy, I'm, plot actually is not especially important to me, but um, I do like to, to be able to follow along with what's happening and at the same time be challenged. You know, that's kind of like the sweet spot. And uh, going into it, reading about what the novel was about, um, as, I've, as I mentioned, I really um, have read a lot of uh, Latin American literature and some of my favorites, you know, are not necessarily um, always the most readable, the most easy to follow, so some of my favorites. Um, so discovering that this novel was, was actually, yeah, it just was a very, again, a very pleasurable reading experience, especially with the vignettes. Um, so um, so this next question, uh, this, I'm sorry that this one is a little um, offbeat and a little bit different from what we've been talking about, but um, I heard you mention in uh, another podcast that you were a fan of Terrence McKenna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you, could you maybe tell me a little bit about that? Just because I'm uh, a big admirer of his. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, I mean, yes, drugs. But, but um, what I like with Terrence McKenna and his brother also, the, the, his, the, the, the book by Dennis McKenna about his brother, the, 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 the biography is really interesting. Mm. Is that it's a mixture of whatever <laughs> and a very in very smart ways of looking at our society and our and 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 what i thought was so interesting with mckenna of course with Dao and anarchism is what he makes of reality what we call reality has a safe place uh or a safer place and stuff like that and and and, and i i 
No, I, I've read a couple of books of his, and 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 I mean, it's it's funny because I never got into the 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 pseudo the the fake thing, the yaki. Uh, what was his name? The the guy who did the the, the shrooms thing. Uh, I don't remember his name. It's, it's it's a very famous book that people will know. People who do drugs will know. Um, and never never got into that. The uh, confessions of a yaki sorcerer or something like that. I don't know. It was it was really really big in the in the sixties and seventies. Anyway, and and McKenna never felt like that. In, I mean, he was, you know, and that, that's what I really liked. I, he never, and, and also what I liked with, with McKenna is when it didn't work, he said it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I like that, you know, I like that, that honesty. Afterwards, all the theory, I have, I mean, whatever, you know, to me, we are in, we're in fiction. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything can happen and, and anybody can choose his own fiction. I have no, no thing, but I really thought he was a, he was a major figure uh, like Leary, actually, and all these all these uh, all these drug guys, uh, in 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 challenging, you know, the 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 reality. I just wrote also something about that. I said, you know, uh, 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 reality is the fiction we cannot escape from. Mm. You know, yeah. and these guys gave up, gave us the, the 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 and 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 one reasons why I I, I mentioned McKenna is because one of my novels, The Song of Synth uh introduced a drug in 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 in, in the thing which is a drug that you can take and you can control you can trip but you control it you can turn it in on off whenever you want you know and 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 and, and it's a cycle within the cycle it's it's, it's a couple of books i'm still writing one yeah <laughs> not, that, not, not over um and i thought i and and, and this drug like lsd is is forbidden by all all governments it doesn't kill you but it makes you free. Yeah, you know it's, it's dangerous <laughs> because yeah. you know it doesn't do anything. You can in, in, in the drug and the synth, you can you can talk. I could be in, in I could be seeing uh, I could be on Mars and talking to you, you know, and you would not know I'm on Mars, you know. But, but just the fact that you are on Mars for 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 the state is unbearable. <laughs> you know, we have Kedek wrote about yeah. that also. You know. But that's the thing, you know, and, and I thought Kenna was very interesting because he really put back the notion of control in the middle of, of the thoughts. And, and, and I thought that was very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Control, the need to be controlled, the need to control your environment when, you know, that's an illusion. The illusion is there. The illusion is not in the drugs. The illusion is in the control. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I think his... I remember listening to a talk of his once where he talked about anarchism. And I think his definition might've been similar to what you said, where he said, I remember he said something like, you know, people are always trying to figure me out and I'll just tell you like, I'm an anarchist and here's what it means. And, um, and he related it very much to the, to the psychedelics. Um, yeah. I've just always found his work really fascinating because even though um, some of it, like obviously like his 2012 theory didn't pan out, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I agree. I think he probably like if he was alive, I could see him just sort of saying like, well, you know, that was clearly whatever, you know, it didn't happen. Experiment. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I've just always found it refreshing to um, read his or uh, listen to his stuff and read his stuff because it feels like it just sort of like takes me out of like um, uh, modern typical thought, I guess. Like it just sort of puts me in another place. Um, so um, just for uh, last question, um, 
what have you been reading and uh, what are you listening to? Uh, I'm gonna say actually listening to is the easiest right now. I've, 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 dis I've discovered. Uh, I haven't discovered, but I've listened very, very much to two albums lately. One by Emma, E-M-A, uh, which is uh, outtakes from another album from, from which is uh, amazing. But I love all Emma, what she did, does, and, and uh, also from gowns and uh, things. And the other one is like an old band that still is around, uh, which is Magic Markers. And they mm. just put an album called 2020, which is amazing. And there's also uh, another band I try to love because we, we did not work together, but we we're in contact, which is Bardo Pond. Mm. Uh, and and um, I always listen to them. They're, 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 they're fantastic. Reading um, is, is more difficult. I read so many, so many things, they, they kind of, of disappear. But I've read uh, um, a wonderful uh, novel by uh, Eugene Bacon, uh, who's a black Australian writer uh, called um, <laughs> Timo, something Timo, I'm going to check the name, uh, Owning Timo or something like that. I'm so bad with names. I know. Anyway. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, I mean, Eugene Bacon, just just check her out, and she just uh, wrote. Uh, and I just read also her. I mean, just, uh, not read, but they, the 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 foreword for a new book of short stories called the The Road to Whoop Whoop, which is also fantastic. And Jace Brocklar, also who has written American Monster and Althea, amazing books. And classics, uh, Anne Quinn, that I absolutely love. I recommend if you don't know her, Anne Quinn. Uh, she, she died in 68. She's an English uh, writer who was like uh, avant-garde. Mm. Uh, so I would say these people, and of course I'm forgetting 10,000, but this is what you know struck me the last five minutes I've been talking. Oh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> cool. I'll have, to, I'll have to check some of those out. Um, well, Thank you so much for uh, talking to me. And um, where can people find you online? They can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Seb Dubinsky. It's, 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 it's uh, easy. Or Twitter also. I'm, I'm very much on Twitter. Okay. And the novel um, Fragments of a Revolution comes out this month? It comes now. It comes the, on uh, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, awesome. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. May 5th. It's great. Yeah. I'm very grateful for James. To yeah. <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> that that seems like a very James Reich thing to do to have a to have it released on that day for the significance. That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, I hope everybody goes and gets the book. And um, uh, yeah, I look forward to um, talking to you again sometime in the future. Claiming Timo. That's the name of the book by <laughs> Eugene Bacon. Claiming Timo. Great Claiming book. Timo. Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will write that down. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> for sure. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Definitely. Thank you very, very much. Absolutely. It was a, um, it was a pleasure.